But if I'm feeling a lot, if I'm feeling some sense of sadness or grief or, or heaviness around the holiday seasons, or I want to avoid them, I might, I might encourage you to ask yourself that question. Are there things that I've lost that, that maybe were around this season that I haven't really grieved or I haven't been able to acknowledge because Christmas kind of has an energy of its own? Connecting couples through the holiday season with the real Emhoffs. I'm Angela. And I'm Chad, and we're excited to share with you another episode of our holiday series. And in this episode, we're going to address something that's kind of a hard topic. A topic. I, I know that a lot of us have uh, experienced grief and loss, and, and sometimes the holidays can bring some of that back up. If that's something that has happened for you, I kind of throw a disclaimer out there just a little bit. In this series, we're going to talk a little bit about the more difficult things that happen or have happened around holiday seasons. And so if you're somebody that's in a season of, uh, if you're in a season of grief right now or loss, I just want to say maybe, maybe take this episode slow uh, and take it kind of with a grain of salt because we're going to discuss some of our own losses and things that have happened to us over holiday season and, and kind of how that impacts what we do in our families and, and how we experience the holidays. It's, it's an interesting thing, um, but the holidays are not immune from loss. And a lot of times those losses get associated uh, with the holiday season. And we're going to discuss some of that. There are so many things that uh, kind of remind us of those losses. And and even if the loss wasn't over the holiday season, a lot of times, you know, the first Christmas or the first Thanksgiving without without that special loved one uh, can really hurt. It can be a sad time. And so we notice when people are not at the event or not at the gathering, right? And so we're going to discuss some of that, kind of how to deal with that, how to think about that, and, and kind of how to move through the holidays in a way that uh, is healthy. And, and so if this is something that's happened to you recently, or you think, hey, this is too much for me to listen to right now, I just want to encourage you. It's okay. Skip to the next one. Uh, we'll, we'll get you next week or listen to one of the old ones. Uh, love to have you do that too. Um, but if, if this is something that maybe can land for you, or if this is a season when, when you're thinking, man, I do want to deal with some of the loss that I've incurred or experienced around holidays, we'd love to talk through that with you. And that's kind of what we're going to do in this, this series or in this episode. So in the episode. first episode of this series, we really talked about having a holiday strategy, really sitting down with your partner and decide, uh, deciding together what you want the holiday season to look like. And then in the second episode, we dove into family rules and really how our family of origin rules can influence how we end up interacting not only with each other, but with those extended family members that we're going to visit or spend time with and, and how important it is to know what those rules are so you can navigate them. But in this episode, we really, exactly what Chad is saying, want to talk about kind of how hard uh, the holiday season can be when there has been an event or a memory or something that that we're anticipating isn't going to go well or is going to be hard, we can really just dread the holidays or we really can struggle through them. And so we want to take time to really um, open up some space to discuss when the holiday season is hard, uh, how to really pay attention to that, show up not only for yourself, but also include your partner in that so that you can stay connected during the holiday season, even if there are hard moments. Yeah. Um, for me, as I'm thinking about this, <laughs> I'm, uh, kind of just, uh, brought back a little bit to like times when I, I have experienced loss or have seen, um, things go wrong. And, and I'm going to use one example right off the, the top here, but I remember it was Christmas and it was, I had gone home to Illinois and we were visiting uh, family and my grandpa and grandma live, live in Illinois. 
Um, and so it was like the 29th, I believe. And, and we get a call that says, Hey, your, your grandpa has died. Right. And, and so it's an extremely sad event. And even to this day, when I go home for, or go there over Christmas, um, we, we have these moments where me and my cousins will sit down and kind of reminisce about grandpa and kind of have a discussion about that year. And it's, it's, it's really, um, it's actually kind of a healing time for us at this point. Um, but it's still something that I know is coming and it's something that I'm, I'm aware of. And I know that Angela and I actually, when we were talking about this series, we had never really talked about it. We had never really discussed that. Oh yeah. You know, uh, years ago, my grandfather died when I was home for Christmas one time and it was, you know, between Christmas and new year's and, and kind of how that holiday went. Yeah. And even the memory of it, you know, I know, um, just kind of going along with that, that probably it was, um, in just after high school when my grandfather passed away and we lived out of state, my family lived in a different state and we always went home for the holidays. And even though my grandfather died in the middle of the year, when we went home for the holidays, it was the first event that he wasn't present and it was heavy and it was hard. And it was like, oh, it's not just that grandpa's out of state like he always is. You know, we see him a few times a year. It's yeah. that now he's gone and we're not going to see him anymore. And it is hard around the holiday season when it's festive and joyful and, you know, everybody's trying to talk about presents and gifts and Christmas music uh, and a big meal to go, oh, wait a minute, something's going to be different. Someone who was a big impact on me or a big impact on our family, um, you know, it was really important for my grandfather to be the one that carved the turkey. And, and you know, we yep. it, when we have these grandparents who are still the patriarchs or the matriarchs of our family, a lot of times cousins and aunts and uncles will come together and circle around that family member. Around that patriarch or matriarch. And yeah. then yeah. if they pass away or die or, or there's a loss there, sometimes it can take the family a few years to figure out how do we put this back together. Do we still meet together? Do we choose now somebody else's house? There, there is a space to navigate, um, to try to create new traditions, to try to remember the good times, like what Chad is saying him and his cousins do is go, Hey, remember the good old days when grandpa this or grandpa that you kind of honor it, but then also have to, I mean, that's now a tradition for them where when he was here, they had traditions. And now that he's gone, they, they still try to make a tradition around that. And so there's this, this part of this season that can be hard, especially when Chad mentioned this, when we were planning for this, the season changes. And so we know that it starts getting colder. It starts getting darker earlier. We all lose an hour of sleep or gain an hour. It's <laughs> gain an hour, right? And well, we get less daylight either way. Either yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and, and so we can start to our bodies that remember when the loss was coming can start to prep for something sad is coming. And it can add this little tainted negative vibe to something that we want to be joyful and happy. And it can be hard to overcome that and feel really lonely then. So then Chad and I are saying, what does it look like to include, not only pay attention to what's happening for you, but include your partner in that. So you're not alone with whatever that hard thing is or whatever that pain is that, that now is a memory. Yeah. Well, I I think it's easy to miss in the holidays. So, uh, I say to miss it. Like we, we don't know why we're sad, but yet Christmas becomes this thing that's, and, and I'll use some, some examples I know of because I get to talk to a lot of people and maybe I did this too, but um, you know, after grandpa's 
death, and I'm going to use that for an example right now, but, uh, you know, did we tend to maybe be sad around the holidays and maybe we would go disengage a little bit or not want to go home or not want to be around these, these folks, or maybe you drink a little bit more or do something that's not so healthy, um, in order to cope with kind of this loss. And, and so really what we're talking about is how do we grieve? And I know you were men- mentioning that Angela, but how do we grieve, uh, the loss of, of some of the things that aren't there? And especially when the holidays are such big reminders of those losses, it's grandpa is most missed in my life around a holiday, right? And and that, that makes complete sense. It means that he was important. It means that he was loved. That means that he was, he was valued in in this family. And so it's really important that we think about how do we, how do we grieve the loss of the loved ones we've, we've lost? Um, How do we, how do we grieve that during this season when it's, it's a funny thing because Christmas is, is such kind of a, and I'm not saying it is for everybody, but I think it's billed as a, a very exciting and fun and joyful and choose happiness and we're going to shop and we're going to get gifts and we're going to do all of these things. And and the one thing that, that I think sometimes gets missed and, and this may be family rules, it may be different things that we've discussed already, but, but, but one thing that sometimes gets missed is this, this sense of loss that's also there, the people who aren't around the tree, the people who aren't with us anymore. And so I, I, I think it's really actually um, important to take some time and say, what are the p- things that I've lost around this season? And, and, and especially if I'm, if I'm, if I'm feeling more than maybe uh, I should, uh, and and not to say that I, you shouldn't be feeling, but but if I'm feeling a lot, if I'm feeling some sense of sadness or grief or or heaviness around the holiday seasons, or I want to avoid them, I might I might encourage you to ask yourself that question: Are there things that I've lost that that maybe were around this season that I haven't really grieved or I haven't been able to acknowledge because Christmas kind of has an energy of its own, yeah. right? And so taking the time to be sad and, and really acknowledge, Hey, this hurts during a holiday season is important. And I would encourage you to, to discuss that with your family of origin. If, if you're allowed to, or if you can, you know, and not that it, every, not every family grieves well. Yeah. Right. And so, um, the, the thing that makes grief hard, that really complicates grief is if you can't discuss it, yeah. if you can't talk about what hurts and what, what you've lost, then your body kind of internalizes it and it becomes a pattern of grief that plays out over years and years and years. I wanted to um, make sure that we include different kinds of loss than just yeah, death yeah, yeah. because, you know, the, the sad and unfortunate statistic is that 50% of the population, the married population ends with divorce. That means that 50% of children in family of origins have parents who got divorced and you might have in your experience um, had parents that that got divorced and so early on in your childhood you had to start planning or not you obvious sometimes it doesn't you don't get to plan but you had to start navigating where I go for Christmas where I go for for Thanksgiving I know in, in a lot of custody situations it's like I get you know the summer and Christmas and whatever and there can already be this um, sense of loss or or loneliness or division or not togetherness. And that can be really hard. And I know um, for me, Chad and I both, we share this uh, a lot, but both were married before. And I remember the first Christmas after my divorce. It was actually right oh, before my yeah. divorce. My divorce was in finalized in January, but we had been separated for, for quite a long, a long time. And so we were leading up to the first Christmas that I was alone in my own house and I thought, am I even going to decorate for Christmas? And I had to go through this, no, I like Christmas. I'm, an, I'm worth it. I'm going to do it. And so I decorated um, and, and in my mind started going, oh, man, 
this is lonely and it's pretty sucky. And, <laughs> and so er, really early in that, I was going to counseling and, and in Celebrate Recovery and working through a lot of my own stuff. I really had to go, wait a minute, what are the things that I enjoy and how do I include those? I, I didn't dismiss the pain or just overlook it, but I, I was very intentional about going, this is what I like. And a little tradition for me started that first season of aloneness after uh, after I was separated from my first husband. And that is that I play a few Christmas movies in the background while I decorate my Christmas tree. Elf is one of them. I It's a, it's yeah. a tradition for me. And so that is something now that I look forward to, that I added. And so part of this process is to, to be able to say, hey, what was that holiday season like? I know Chad has uh, shared this, that his mom and dad got a divorce when he was 10. And so he had to do that whole split Christmas thing. And now as a married couple, we have his dad and his mom, and that's two different families that we have to visit. Two and, locations. And then we have yeah. mine parents who are still together. And so we have three Christmases. And they're all different consider. locations, really. I mean, my mom is here now, but I'm like, lives in the same yeah, town that yeah, us, yeah. but we definitely have to navigate different States and, and give equal time to three parents, even though my parents didn't get a divorce and are still together, we still have to give both of his parents this time. Even though your parents are better than my parents. No, that's oh, not just at kidding. all just what, what the implication yeah, is yeah, there. Yeah. But you have to have these conversations there that go, how do we divide the time? Yeah. If it's just two families and both of your sets of parents are still together to their original partner, you go maybe one for Christmas, one for Thanksgiving. If not, it can get complicated and it can be hard to start to try to navigate how we split time, who gets to go where, is it, do we treat families equal or is there a difference because maybe you're closer to your family than your partner is and your partner's okay with that distinction. Maybe it's a hard conversation. I know Chad just shared and I do too talk to a lot of couples who really have a hard time navigating this. And it, it is hard, you know, and, and people are like, what's the right answer? And even, even it's interesting because I get to talk to lots of people, but like the, I've had parents um, of, of adult children ask, you know, you know, is it okay that my, that I want my kids to come, right? That I want, and I want to kind of like require this almost. And I'm like, I'm like, it's okay to want it. But I'm like, at this point, you know, as you're, as you, as a, either the couple or, or parents of, of adult children, uh, it, it, either side of that, like it's okay for the adult child or the, and I'll use me and Angela. It's okay. If we decide, Hey, we want to have a different tradition. We want to stay home for Christmas or we want to have Christmas day and at our house or at the lake or wherever we want to go. Um, we're allowed to make that decision for our family. And as, as parents of adult children, you're also, I would encourage you, and this is not easy, right? I would encourage you to give your kids some autonomy in that. And, and I know that's probably not um, an easy thing to do, right? But but I would encourage you to, to give them the autonomy and, and make the space if they would love to come and you'd, you'd love to have them make space for that. But but if you can also kind of like um, let let them launch in some ways. And I man, this is a hard to thing to say. I expand on that further. Go if ahead. I'm an adult, if I'm a parent and I have adult children yeah. and I want my kids to know that I would love for them to come home for the holidays, but I do want to give them the space to make their own rules or to have their own traditions. Yeah. What does that conversation look like? Well, a lot of, a lot of times. <laughs> With, uh, hopefully without <laughs> guilt and shame, which is usually yeah. how it goes. But what does a healthy version look like? 
Well, I think you just say, um, if I'm the adult parent, I would say something like, I, I miss you. I love you. And, and the holidays are something we've always celebrated together. I'd love to have you here. I'm not trying to guilt or shame them. Right. But, but, and it's sad for me when you're not and it, and I understand you have your own family. Right. So, so really what I'm doing there, I could break that down into, I guess, three parts, but one, I'm acknowledging, Hey, this is hard for me. Right. And so I'm, I'm kind of putting my own kind of emotion, my own feelings out there and saying, and then two, I'm saying, I know we've done this in the past. So saying here is the precedent in some ways, I'm not trying to gain guilt with that, but just saying, this is what it is. But then three, I want to, which is, is the thing, right. As parents, we want to launch our kids. And so Three, I'm saying, hey, you have autonomy. Do You're, we? Do all parents want to launch their kids, or do some want to like keep them close, especially around the holidays? That well, might be the underlying feeling. Well, and of course it is, but I'm like, parents, it is our, and <laughs> we're yeah. talking about parenting. <laughs> we could spend a whole series on this, but and but I'm saying, yes, our goal is to launch our kids. Yeah, for sure. Our goal is for them to be successful and strong and autonomous and have their, and especially when they have their own kids, have a healthy what family is, unit. And it goes back to our family rules, right? Like we want them to have healthy family rules. So it's not fun as the adult parent of a child to launch them and to lose, because this is a grief process. This whole series is about grief. Yeah, We're losing something at this point, but we're also gaining um, a, a new uh, respect for our kids and, and they're, they're having their own family and their own rules and their own traditions. And certainly we want our kids to come around on the holidays, Right, we don't want them to not like us or not want to be around us. If that's happening, we've got to make repairs around things. That's reasonable, but but as a, as a strong and secure parent, we want to be able to say, "Hey, do the things you need to for your family and support our kids." And then we also would love to be able to share authentically and vulnerably around what it is that we want. Did so, you get the three points? Those were three points. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I love that you're that we're taking just a second to have this conversation because it's not only important for the, you know, older adult parent with adult children to say, you know, I do care about you. It is a, a fantasy of mine that you would always want to come and visit me or always be around. And of course, I, Avery will. She'll always want to <laughs> come near us. <laughs> yeah. um, but but to, to have an adult parent say, but I do recognize that you need autonomy and maybe even in that say, and so if I can't have you for Christmas, can we carve out another time? Like, can we be flexible with some of the space to say, I do care about you and want to spend time with you, but I also yeah. want to honor that you have a, a family and you're trying to make new traditions and rules. I have to, I have to say a couple yeah, please more things. Do. So the other side of that is if you're the child yes, of an adult who sure. is unhealthy uh, and a, a parent who has not got good boundaries, and I, I get to see that quite a bit too, uh, and they come in and they kind of wreck your holiday and they mess up things and they have expectations and they push on you and they they curse and smoke in front of your kids or whatever the thing is. I'm just making it <laughs> they up. They hijack but your holiday. They hijack the holiday. Uh, then I want to encourage you as, as the child and, I, and, and say that, that you have your family. And honestly, we're going to have to grieve that. We're going to have to be sad that we don't get to have the perfect family Christmas. It's yeah. not going to be like, uh, I don't know, the Hallmark movie or whatever it is. It's going to be a little bit different than yeah. that for us. And for most of it, most of us, yes, it is a little sure. bit different than that. And so a little more gritty as we're thinking about holidays, I think it's a time when we can go, th there are some hard things. There are some hard things. I only listed my grandfather's death, but honestly, I was in a hospital for one of my Christmases. I had another cousin die over one of my Christmas. I had, there's lots of lots and lots yeah. of things that happen around this season. And the best way to deal with the heavy things, the hard things um, in life is to engage with them yeah. and not, not alone right? I need to engage Angela in this story, or if, if I've got other family members that are safe to engage with, it's best to share your grief with someone, 
we, we can carry that load together if, if we know about it. If we don't know about it, then I go into the holidays and Angela thinks I'm a Grinch or something and, and, she's, and the holidays are important to her. Why are you guess, so grumpy? Guess what can kick off another yeah. cycle, right? And all of a sudden we're in a fight about something that really isn't, shouldn't be a fight. Yeah. It, it's pain. It's loss. I really want to highlight the way that Chad described what a healthy thing to do is in that adult, either way, but the example he gave with the adult child who has adult children, uh, or sorry, the adult parent who has adult children that, that you said you brought your pain forward. Yeah. It wasn't a, a blame or an attack on the behavior. The, the adult parent didn't say, you never come to see me or you don't want to be around me or why don't you yeah. include me? The adult parent said... I really um, love the traditions our family has had, and I would love for you to be able to come visit, and it means a lot to me, and I'll be lonely if you're not. It's sad for me if you're not, but I understand. Same the other way. If you're the child, the adult child, and you have to have a hard conversation with your parent, to be able to say, you know, I to be able to bring your pain forward. This is, this is hard for me. Uh, we have to navigate what our family is doing. I have a lot, I've had to have this conversation with my, yeah. my family of origin. I, I had to say, Hey, I'm sorry. We can't only come to you every time we Chad has two parents that we have to f- include as well. And I know it's hard for you, especially maybe when you see me, maybe I post a picture of Chad's family at Christmas time and, and my mom sees that, that hits her kind of hard. Like, oh, that's my daughter and, and I'm not with her and she's sad. And what Chad is saying is how do we get better at sharing some of the sadness and the pain instead of sharing the attack or the criticism or the blame. And when we can get into the pain and invite somebody into that, it actually draws us closer together. If, yeah. if I, instead of saying, why are you grumpy? If I say, hey, it looks like something's going on for you, you know, would you like to talk about it? I want you to know you're not alone in it. That's such a different conversation. And so this our is connect the, point. Yeah, I want to sure. jump into it. So our connect point this week is I want you to just take it, take some time. I want you to slow down and, and kind of review individually. What is it that's happened over the holidays? You know, if I were going to just make a quick list of five or six top things that have been maybe struggles, maybe hard things that have happened to me over the holiday seasons. Um, I want you to think about that and write that down. And then I want you to take some time after you've thought about it individually and take it to your partner and share that discuss, Hey, these are the things that come up for me around the holidays. These are the things that are hard for me so that we can all be aware. We can all have at least a a knowledge of, or a game plan for um, those things. And if, if you're the one sharing uh, and you know exactly what you want and you can ask for it, I just need you to support me. I just need you to love me, be around me, hug me, hold me, whatever the thing might be. And if you're the one listening, don't offer solutions. Don't go to the fix so quick. Kind of just sit with somebody in, in grief that's really what we do. And again, this could be a whole series. So we're kind of just throwing a, a quick like, hey, look out look out for the struggle during this holiday season. Look out for the things that might hurt and, and find a way to show up for and share with each other what's going on in your A lot your of times if you make a plan for your partner to show up in those hard spaces if they show up, even having the conversation decreases the anxiety, uh, decreases the the how much you feel the pain and you don't feel so alone or isolated with it. Um, having and having and not needing is better than needing and not having. And yeah. so having that plan of how uh, you're going to respond or ask basically for your partner to be included in that hard space is really what we're asking for. That's your connect point. We look forward to helping couples get more connected, especially in this series over the holiday season. Uh, we really appreciate you listening to us. Remember one of the, the, 
best things you can do for us is to like us, give us a rating, give us a review. Um, and, and honestly, if you want to reach out directly to us and give us some feedback, we've had people do that. We love the feedback. You and can so, check us out at our website, therealmhoffs.com. Thanks so much. Thank you.